But let's uh, finish off what we started for our games of the year, Shadow Fox. Yes, uh, this one is probably not going to be much of a surprise. It's also not going to be one you've uh, not heard of because Turbo just re recently mentioned it. <laughs> and it's uh, Nintendo's other flagship hero, Link in Tears of the Kingdom, or Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom at least. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not called Link Tears. It's of not the called Link. No, <laughs> you, he, does, he does all the work though. Well, in this in this game, yeah. <laughs> doesn't he do most of the work in most of the games? Zelda's just the damsel in distress. Yeah, I mean she does she does a fair bit in this game. 
That's because it's the legend of Zelda, not the legend yeah. of Link. <laughs> one of them is right. called the Legend of Link, though, isn't it? No. Not even one of the CDIs? <laughs> I thought it was one of the yeah, CDI I, ones, yeah. Yeah, I. that's Link. The, no, you got Link, the Faces of Evil, uh, and Zelda, Wand of Gamelon. They're, they're not yeah. called the Legend of. No, but at least yeah, it's called Billy legend one of Link. Them. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, so in a way, it's a lot similar to me as Starfield was, in that you've got a big open map. And initially, I had the same fears of it going. I looked at the map and I went, wow, there's a lot to do here. And then I was like, oh, there's three times as much to do here because there's three levels of existence. But when I actually sat down and played it, that was much less of a worry to me. The, the the upper levels and the lower levels kind of have their own things going on, but they're not really... They're not as in-depth. But the mainland has is where the main core of it is. And it was... Like you said, like you said you, you're not a big fan of the creation part of it. Yeah. I... Like, there is a part... There's a location of the map where it's just like, here's a bunch of materials to make fun things. And I would go there and spend time over there and just be like, yes, yes, let's build a, tr a trike with an engine here and a thing here. And the ability to run things using battery power and electric power if you... Uh, there's There's one shrine that you can go to and then you can like save an electric motor to a thing and then you can summon it over and over again and you can like supercharge vehicles for fun or create terrifying mob killing traps if you so wish there was some some terrifying creations from uh, from the reddits and such such as flying dragons that simulate the real dragons that are in the game or the worms through I it's everything that I loved about Breath of the Wild and it was definitely a game that I appreciated just as much uh, when my partner was playing through it when Crow was playing through it she I, I was watching her play it and I'm just thinking oh yeah why didn't I think of doing like that method when putting things together 
I I love the way that the combat is much more separated from because I mean, in Breath of the Wild you spend a lot of time using your stasis, your bombs, your ice, your whatever in combat. Whereas in here it's way more it's more focused on just what abilities you have at your disposal and the weapons you have. And the weapon crafting I actually feel is quite nice in a way because I I was never short of materials. I was never short of good weapons. Every weapon went into killing a monster which would give me a better weapon. Though of course I did not collect all the Korok seeds. I was not a crazy man like some people. <laughs> Though I definitely do wish I had more inventory slots so maybe I should have. I'd say, do you want to throw some more thoughts out, Turbo? Or, uh, I mean, granted, you've pretty much uh, hit a lot of the nail ahead, and I can understand why you in, in, enjoyed it a lot more uh, than I did. I mean, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's just uh, obviously, and I, I enjoyed the story to it and how it was intriguing and stuff like that. But it, but what one person that we both we all know, who's kind of like a friend to the LMC crew. Uh, that's uh, currently on a an extensive completionist journey to beating this game, and he's still not completed it yet because obviously he takes a he doesn't stream as much as like myself or or anyone else who streams on on the daily and whatnot. Um, it it's like he does not like how a lot of the kind of like uh, like story bit because all the events that happened in Breath of the Wild pretty much gets thrown under the rug like certain kind of yeah. like character relations and stuff like that with certain npcs and stuff like that they are that, not brought up yeah that is the biggest downside that i had yeah. with a game is it's like if you if you did a completion like a damn near completionist playthrough of breath of the wild doing all the quests and like interacting with all the people you go to meet them again now and it's like you've never met them. It's like you didn't help them set up this entire thing that they now are doing. Yeah. I mean, um, a good no notable one is the the town that uh, Link uh, builds. Uh, Terry or help or helps build Terry Town. Yeah. Because um, you're Hudson's uh, construction company, and yes. you meet you meet uh, him again. You meet his uh, accomplices again. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, like, none of them recognize you, and it's like, you exist because of me, more or less. <laughs> I created this! I created this. <laughs>but yeah it's stuff like that that obviously uh, has hurt hurt uh, their uh, like Ezio we're talking about Ezio hi Ezio yeah. um, uh, their enjoyment of the game because I've seen him being visibly pissed off at how this how the story is completely screwed up in uh, from his perspective but in 
my perspective, I didn't have that problem. I wasn't no. really that uh, frustrated with the, the minute kind of like uh, details with the certain NPCs. I was more focused on the main story mostly, uh, with what happens to what happened to Zelda and where she's gone. And that was one of my main quest because the thing of uh, the main thing, obviously, you could do whatever you start uh, want to after you start the game. After, yeah, you're so ba after you're back at the uh, the ground level of Hyrule, because like obviously the, like, you start up in the sky. The great way that it works is it's like, yeah, you tutorial in the sky, you get to the ground, and then you've got like three quest lines. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the game, it kind of wants you to have done... So it's like, there are three quest lines. You can do... I think you have to do like two of them to get to the midpoint of the game, or at least maybe three quarters of the way through and then it unlocks like the final quest line and then you can also complete the like third one after that but yeah it's, it's a little bit of free form again but it gives you directions and yeah that there are certain quest lines in that that are very powerful i would say to how they can make you feel or at least how they're represented so trying to again trying to not say too much some of it is mm. quite obvious i i feel like you can pretty much piece together what it's like part way through the quest you can kind of piece together what's been happening mm -hmm. yeah like one one of the quest lines there it like one of the quest lines does require you to find uh, certain areas um certain areas in a specific order in order to tell the story of what's happened in order. Otherwise, you're going to be spoiled by events uh, out of order. And I've and I had that happen to me um, where um, I found I found something and it was retold out of order and I was being spoiled by what happened to another character in the story and it's like, oh, Oh, okay then. <laughs> that's a bit. Uh, that's a bit of a mistake on my part. But that was also another factor with um, uh, one of the other quest lines in Breath of the Wild, where you can also do certain events out of order as well. So, I, mean, I, I was yeah. quite lucky where when I got to a big revelation, I had just upgrade. I decided to upgrade before I went to the to, to the point, so I had just enough uh, stamina to. Yeah. Um, Finish. Otherwise, that map. would have been yeah. Otherwise, that would have been a very anticlimactic moment. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it. I'll say if you, it's hard to say. Uh, if those who would play it haven't played it yet, but if you haven't, do it. If you say if you like Breath of the Wild and you're umming and ahhing for half a year plus, <laughs> go for it. And here's the thing, don't worry about any extra DLC being made for Tears of the yeah. Kingdom because they don't plan on doing that. So you've got a complete game straight out of the bat yeah. with Tears of the Kingdom. And, and you're also it's... always going to have a rubbish Master Sword. <laughs> but it's 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 a meaty uh, like full package. So, yeah. It's like and, and as enjoy. I said, you don't necessarily need to play the first one because everything gets reset anyway, so you can kind of go into it with very little knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still don't think it's for me. I uh, didn't enjoy Breath of the Wild, so I don't think I'll enjoy this one. Yeah, no, it's yeah. pretty much just building upon what happened, yeah. or like what they imp imp implemented in terms of gameplay from the first game into the second, so yeah.
right. So, right. yeah, Moving I was going to say, with your number one taken care of, I will take care of my number one, which is the number two, because it's a sequel. It is what I thought it was. And it's a sequel I've also been kind of waiting for a while. Um, and since its initial reveal, I've been waiting very patiently for its uh, arrival, and it's finally here. It's a shame it's only on digital, but who knows if there's enough popular, popular, um, you know, kind of like, uh, um, like uproar for a physical version. I might get that physical version when uh, it may come around. Who knows? But only time will tell. But right now, I had a blast playing through this sequel. And I'm really looking, and I've also bought the digital, digital deluxe version. So there is some extra DLC uh, going to be coming out for it over the, the year, uh, over the next year. So I'm looking forward to how they expand on the story with those extra deal, uh, extra content. And that is with Alan Wake Two. Oh, sorry, sorry. I need to put it in uh, uh, as it as it is in the in the clip on the LMC channel. Alan, wake two. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, Alan Wake 2, I love this game, like, I was really in, invested with how they were telling the story of this game, because I loved uh, the original Alan Wake, um, not when it first came out, but when I played it uh, on 360 on pre-owned, it's kind of like with Bayonetta, really, uh, I didn't buy uh, the games new when they first came out. I just basically gave them a shot after I saw like uh, the game on used, um, you know, for you know, like ten or something like that. And I played through the original. Absolutely loved it. Loved the DLC that was uh, part of it. Then the remaster of the original game came out uh, a while back. Played through that. I uh, got the platinum for that, did a video on that on my personal YouTube channel. Uh, search for, uh, you know, uh, how I beat Alan Wake 2, or how, how I completed Alan Wake 2's trophies list in less than five hours. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, Alan Wake 2. Um, I was really enthralled with how it was, how it was dealing the story because you have it's a tale of two t two characters effectively you got a uh, new character saga anderson uh who is in the real world investigating uh you know uh more recent occurrences in bright falls uh, which is where the first game was set uh, set and where alan wake disappeared 
Uh, and then you got Alan Wake himself in the dark place where he was trapped in at the end of the first game. And time has passed, obviously, where uh, it's been 13 years since the events of the first game. And uh, Alan is now out of the dark, uh, out of the dark place. But in in the in the midst of the story, you get to play of what happened to Alan during that during that time of him just finding a way out of the dark place uh, during the, this game's events, and then it also intertwines with Saga's story as well and there's kind of like an overlap at points between the two characters and it's interesting how they try to kind of like weave the story between the two and then how Alan's Alan's writing uh, again being powered by the dark presence in uh, uh, manipulating in the real world and becoming true in the real world so obviously Alan is writing saga into the story and events that are not that didn't actually happen from saga's point of view are becoming real because of alan's writing and stuff like that it was really good Now, granted, there's a lot of confusion in it, but that's the but that's the best thing apart of it. It can be confusing, but it's so in, in uh, like like uh, uh, like intriguing to kind of like okay, oh, ooh, this is it, this is a bit confusing, but I'm invested. I want to know more. I I I I'm, I want to see how this goes. I I want to know how it all goes in the end. And yeah, for like a main, like for a, a massive adventure, you know, going through this game and whatnot, really good. Like I, I found it fun. I, I felt the co combat-wise, it was fine. Like pretty much on the same scale as, you know, the over-shoulder third-person shooter kind of like mechanic things. Uh, the puzzles in it was uh, mind-bending at points. I got stumped like three times <laughs> with uh, some puzzles in the game uh, for some extra goodies and stuff like that. Um, and uh, particularly, I hate math. <laughs> it's like uh, there's a couple of math ones that were just really annoying me. Uh, so thank you, Stray Girl, again, because I, I streamed this online uh, on my on my channel again, and uh, Stray Girl, who's uh, uh, prevalent uh, in a lot of the streams was there to help out with the math problems and uh, yeah they're definitely much more math person than I am um, but overall I just really enjoyed the story and I really enjoyed playing uh, uh, Saga as a new character to the to the story of uh, Alan Wake and uh, whatnot. I didn't play everything that was prior to Alan Wake Obviously, you had Alan Wake 
American Nightmare, I really didn't have interest to play that at any point, and frankly, you don't need to, because it has no t connection to the main story that has been told with Alan Wake 2. Uh, you've got, uh, but the only thing that does have connection to Alan Wake 2 is Control. And I didn't play Control beforehand because there's only a, there's a piece of DLC that's part of Control that's done, also done by Remedy, uh, that is, um, that does have connection to, uh, the Alan Wake storyline, uh, for this, yeah, for this, that. for this, what's called, uh, what's being called the Remedyverse. Essentially, because obviously it's their games, and um, but other than that, you don't really need to play Control and that piece of DLC that's part of that to understand what's happened to Alan Wake. You just need to play the first game, and you kind of get an idea of what's happened to Alan Wake. Like he's tra trapped in the dark place. That's what's happening, you know. Like Tom Zane before him And maybe they'd be happy Once again Just one shot, one more chance For him to save their marriage Away from the city But yeah, I just really enjoyed it And by God It will always be like in the first game there was a moment in the game where you were on a stage and it was like blaring out a rock song and you're defeating these Taken coming out of you with this rock song in the background. There is a moment in this game that trumps that and it's on the same level but it beats it even better. Like, and in fact actually it happens twice. It's like there's one in the real world and one in the dark place that has like epic mo music mo moments while in combat and whatnot. And it's like Oh, this is the best game ever! I can tell you, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't make this anything lower than things like it's like ah, oh, it's so good. So yeah, um, I can't say any more on uh, Alan Wake Two. It's just really good. G granted, yeah, it sucks that it's digital only. Uh, I don't know why Remedy thought that that was the case, but hey, I don't care. It's like. If it's digital only, it's digital only. I've done it before where there's games that I really want to play that are only digital only. So I put and I bite the bullet, and I'm glad I bit the bullet and played this. Um, I actually think a lot of the like big game of the year awards are going to be between Alan Wake 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. Oh yeah, neither but, of which had physical releases. That's that's actually surprising. I thought Baldur's Gate 3 has a physical release. Not yet. Yeah, but it's going um, to have it, one. It has now been so successful that they are going to do one. Okay, well, there you go. I just hope that Alan Wake 2 has the same uh, outcome Exactly. As well. I just hope That's that. Uh, but, um, but no, it, it goes to show you that you don't need to be a physically released game in order to be considered a game of the year contender. Um, not, even, so, not just from so an indie thing. standpoint. Like, it, it's not just an indie standpoint. It's like any game. Like that just releases on digital can be a good contender for um, for game of the year if you've got an engaging game to play, you know, because that's the main thing is that it needs to be engaging, it needs to be fun, and that's what Alan Wake Two was for me. It was fun to me, 
and it was the most fun I had all year. I mean, granted, I had a lot of fun games like out there, uh, like Hi-Fi Rush, fun game, Resident Evil 2, fun game, uh, Robocop Rogue City, fun game, but Alan Wake 2 was the fun game for me this year. The fun game. Hands down. Yeah, everyone I've heard who's played this game has been enraptured by it. It doesn't surprise me. No. Uh, yeah.
Um, well. The last one. Yeah. And my number one is probably somewhat predictable if you know me. Um, it is a sequel to a game released nine years ago uh, from a developer that you may not suspect that a puzzle game would come from. But oh. it is a direct sequel to one of the endings for the previous one. Have you guessed what it is then, Shadow I... I don't know the name of the thing. <laughs> it is called the Talos, Talos Principle 2. Yeah, Talos Principle, that was it. Now, I highly recommend playing the first game anyway. As I mentioned, you can get it in sales very cheap now. I think it's the Deluxe Edition's been on PlayStation for like less than two quid. So, you know, I'd highly recommend the original. But so what the sequel starts you out, it first starts you out by literally reintroducing you to all most of the mechanics that were introduced in the original game. There's one mechanic. That from the original game that doesn't make a return and that's the recording stuff which is a shame but they do introduce something that basically replaces it so it makes sense but after the short intro it thrusts you into a big story segment you are a robot called 1k because you are the 1000th human quote unquote that has been made um, you are a robot um, as is everyone is robots because um, humanity died and you'll find out why through the various logs and stuff in the game and if you played the original you may also know as well um, the, <clears throat> but the main game after you've gone through the big story section it just kind of lets you get on with the puzzles and there are 12 main areas to the game each area introduces a new mechanic except for the final area, which removes every mechanic it's introduced in the game and goes back to the very basics. But, um, yeah, each area introduces a new mechanic. So the first one is the RGB connector, um, which also introduces a new colour. So in the original, you only got red and blue lasers. You now get green lasers. And the RGB connector helps you transfer red and blue lasers to green or vice versa. Every area has eight main puzzles, two bonus puzzles, which you can kind of just use them to replace one of the other puzzles if you get stuck, um, two statue puzzles that get you stars that are for something that I've not quite figured out what the meaning of it is, but it's an achievement. Um, and then there's one golden puzzle which you can't solve until the end of the game. Uh, so... But they are essentially the hardest puzzles in the game. Um, every time you complete a puzzle, you get a Tetris piece. Um, those Tetris pieces, unlike the previous game, you don't solve 2D puzzles. You instead make a bridge with the Tetris pieces. And you have to get it from point A to point B using the positive and negative ends of the Tetris pieces. It's... I mean, essentially, it is what it is. It's 
a back to be it's a puzzle game for the sake of solving puzzles and that is all I wanted out of the sequel and I didn't quite expect it to be this big I didn't quite expect it to have so many different mechanics especially some that really rack your brain over You have 12 worlds with 13 puzzles in each. It's going to take you a while. There are also some additional puzzles between the plot points. Um, the plot revolves around this mega structure you go into multiple times. And some of the times you go in there, you'll have to solve some puzzles. And at the end of the game, there's a final world that has like a mega puzzle, which uh, that takes a while to get your head round. Unfortunately it has one slight issue in which that if you fail any of the puzzles in the final like act, end act world you have to restart all the way from the back of the first puzzle but that's because it's basically several different smaller puzzles woven into a single puzzle that interacts with each other. It's, yeah it, it'll just hurt your brain just go with that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, there's a few extra story bits. Um, you're f not alone in this one. You have other characters that accompany you. They don't ever help you solve the puzzles or anything. Um, but it adds a bit of flavour as to why you're doing the stuff you're doing. Um, the only annoyance that I can really think is that you have to complete the free game three times to get three different things that happen in the middle of the game. Because the game doesn't have free saving, it's auto-saving. But I think that's because they've moved from their own engine to the Unreal Engine. But, no, I love this game. I have gone. I have only played it through once so far. I need to do it two more times, but I'm looking forward to it. I've just been trying to get other games done in the meantime. Um, but no, this is it's everything I wanted. I have no real complaints about this game. The Task Principle 2 is just the game I've enjoyed the most this year. That's why it gets my number one. I don't think it's going to interest many other people, but... I must say that this is your games of the year, your personal ones that you've played, and if, as I say, if it's the game you had the most fun with, then you can't argue with that. Yeah, and to be fair, the thing is, like, you know, I would recommend this game to everyone, but I would also recommend you play the first game, because you kind of need you want the knowledge from the first game's puzzles to solve the starting puzzles in this game. So, like, the tutorial ones are really basic. It's like, here is how you use what they call a tetrahedron, aka a box, so you can jump on and get past levels and stuff. Here's how you use connectors. It's very, very basic stuff, but it's to try and get you up to speed to the first starting puzzles. I mean, like, the different gadgets they do, most most of them have like a very simple purpose but the amount of stuff they think of like to mix and match between the puzzles usually um, what they do is some of the earlier puzzles it'll be like hey we've introduced this new mechanic you'll only have to use this new mechanic and one other mechanic from either the previous game or this game just so you understand the principle 
So the first eight puzzles are all numbered one to eight, and they generally go up in difficulty as you go through. Whereas the two bonus ones, the difficulty varies, and you know, in some cases, I found the bonus puzzles easier than some of the late game puzzles because that's just the way they were. Um, and sometimes it's just like, how does your mind think, kind of thing. But no, it's a, you know, I still highly recommend the first game. And if you enjoy the first game, I would almost say this is an essential purchase. It's if you love the first, if you really, if you like games like Portal, this is a great series to pick up. Um, I, you know, I really was struggling to think how they would do a sequel. And they managed it really, really well. Do I want another sequel? Yes. I I keep on hitting my mic with my hand for some reason. Such <laughs> an exaggerated book. Um, I think it's just I need to move my hands. <laughs> I've been uh, at this for a while, but yes. Talos Principle Two. I loved it. I want to go play it again, but now I know the solution to most of the puzzles, so it's going to be a much quicker playthrough. So I may need to wait to play it again. Um. Do I hope they do DLC like they did for the first Talos Principle? I don't know. I don't know how much I want my brain to scream in pain from thinking too much. We'll see. But uh, yeah, Talos Principle 2 is my number one.
And with that, it is another end of the year. Uh, thank you to both for joining me again. It's been a, a pleasurable few hours. Yeah, it's a uh, very, very eventful few hours. <laughs> True, this is probably the longest one we've done. This is probably going to be a three-parter, isn't it, Shadowhawks? Well, it's a three-hour recording, so yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a little bit of snip-snip here, a little bit of, and then just fill in the rest of the music. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're cutting it down to two hours. Oh, no, you'd lose too much. <laughs> but yes, um, and as we go into another year, we've got plenty to look forward to, I think. I can tell you two games off the top of my head, both remastered, as admittedly. Um, Apollo Justice Trilogy and uh, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. I'm hoping Although I'm also looking forward to Suicide Squad as well, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. We'll see how that one pans yeah, out. Yeah, see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, Silk Song, theoretically, hopefully. I don't know. That <laughs> how long have we been waiting for that see, for? Yeah, how long know. have you been li- waiting for that one? Oh, since, well, for a while. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that'll, I mean, hopefully, maybe. Uh, I'll tell you, the GTA 6 trailer just dropped. It got leaks, and now they've dropped it early. Yeah, two days ago, early. As of this recording. So... Mm. <laughs> now you know where to date us by exactly. time stamp practically yeah, <laughs> uh, but, yeah I mean, that, might, that might be interesting that apparently it's like 2025 if what people are saying are true oh, yeah, so I don't think it's not even next year. year yeah how about you Turbo uh, yeah uh, I was going to say um, uh, I'm really looking forward to again another kind of like a remaster remi- well full of, it's proper remake because working from the ground up off uh, uh, another code recollections yes um, one and two being re- uh, the first and second game being done for the switch what not really I think I played the first game but I don't think I played the second game uh, it's it's a really good puzzle pu- uh, puzzle adventure game 
or, or series even. Um, so hopefully with the success of that, we might get some more ports down the line. Maybe a, a Hotel Dusk and Last Window um, uh, duology like this one. Uh, and then uh, Princess Peach uh, Showtime. Really looking forward to that in uh, the that early half. That could be yeah. uh, The early half of the year. Um, and uh, actually, there's a game that came out this month that uh, was very interesting. That's based on Scotland, uh, called A Highland Song. I just yes, saw the trailer for that, oh. and uh, I might give it a go. So, stay tuned. The other game I did forget, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, or whatever they call it in the yeah, second one. Yeah, Rebirth, yeah, yeah. For the second one. Uh, too many games. Still too many games. <laughs> Got to get through my backlog. But uh, yes, we hope you all enjoyed. Um, you know, feel free to discuss what your favourites are. But in the meantime, um, I think it's time we signed off and uh, gave our voices a rest. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Any final words from you fellows? I think uh, by the time this comes out, uh, I hope you're enjoying your new year. <laughs> I yeah, hope it started well. Yeah, I hope you've been enjoying 2024 so far. So, yeah, here's here's for the rest of 2024, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all that uh, next year for yeah the next game of the year uh, recordings uh, and whatnot. So, yeah. Enjoy playing your games and be awesome to each other. Yes, please take care of yourselves. Let's hope that 2024 is definitely a better year for the world, I think is one way to put it. But from myself, Shadow Fox and Turbo, we bid you all adieu. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.